One man, one dream. Two men, two dreams. Two men, one dream. One place for all your guitar needs. SoGlo Guitar Gallery and SoGlo Custom Guitars at 509 Klaus Soglo Guitar Gallery and Soglo Custom Guitars. 509 Gloucester Street in Brunswick, Georgia has everything. Electric guitars, acoustic guitars, bass guitars, amplifiers, hand-built custom guitars and amps, strings, pedals, and accessories, instrument repairs and guitar lessons, mics and mic stands, even drumsticks. Get 10% off your next purchase. Just say you saw it or heard it on something in the water. For the wants, the needs, the dreams of South Georgia and North Florida guitar players. Soglo Guitar Gallery and Soglo Custom Guitars. 509 Gloucester Street, downtown Brunswick, Georgia. to another something in the water podcast i'm uncle dave griffin i'm sean clark we're here with our good buddy mr willis gore or will gore from valona i'm actually from meridian georgia but valona's right next to me damn it they keep changing the names on me over there well he's from mcintosh county folks and uh i guess you was born and raised over there wasn't oh yeah so, oh yeah uh i'm reading the book right now uh, called Praying for Sheetrock. Uh, eh, it's probably not but about that big, so I'm about halfway through with it, but it's, uh, so far it's really great books. It's covering uh, something about the uh, civil rights. Uh, it's got a, a real heavy civil rights message in the book, and uh, it's interesting, to say the least. To say the least. Yeah. And uh, there's a sheriff over there back in the 70s by the name of Tom Popple. <laughs> Do you, are you familiar with it? Uh, yeah, that I'm, name? I'm familiar with the name. I <laughs> yeah. sure am. But you're a lot younger than. Yeah, that was way before my time. His administration yeah. would have been people that you knew and everything. 
But, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful place over there in McIntosh County. Yeah, and it is full of full of sub communities. <laughs> I mean, talking about oh yeah, you can ride down seventeen and be in one and out the other, and just like they're all about two miles long. Yeah, you know? yeah. <clears throat> it's like that stretch when you're going to Key West out there. Yeah, <laughs> on US one, you're in mm-hmm. in one county and out out in the next little sub town. Just like Eulonia, Townsend, Crescent, Meridian, you're doing Meridian, good. Meridian, Valona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Valona's <laughs> in there. Uh, Meridian, Carnegie, Ridgeville. I mean, it keeps going Are all those, the way through What there. do you classify those as? Communities? Com- I call them communities. I, that's okay. what I've always known them as. So they haven't got their own. Uh, uh, Zip code. Or- well, well no, they're all probably in the same zip code. They probably all are in the same zip code, but they, they haven't got their own mayor or anything like no, that. No, you know, no, it's just Maybe no, some of them do. But, uh, I'm sure there's some sort of history to it, but I, it's, they're just the communities I grew up in. You know, okay. <laughs> but we didn't say this. Will's an amazing guitar player and songwriter <laughs> and singer and uh, plays with the band Bonnie Blue. That's, That's right. Uh, hills out of days. Jacksonville. That's right. That's how uh, I came to know you. Is through through music. I don't know. Probably the same for y'all. Oh yeah. Yep. Will's sat in with us a many time. Mm-hmm. With uh, helping out when we needed somebody to play some lead guitar. Oh yeah, yeah. We played played for a while. Mm-hmm. And. Three of us used to do a run, a doing uh, mm-hmm. acoustic shows. The Bluebird, kind Blue of like Jay. a songwriter in Blue a round Jay. type thing. Yep. Yeah. Blue Jay listening room. We, we did a few of those at the Blue Jay, and I think we did one or two of them at Tipsy's, Tipsy's there in Brunswick. Sure. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was us three. Mm-hmm. I forgot about it. That. Was your birthday? It was my birthday. Yeah, it was a. And it was the same night that Blake and Cindy McIntyre. Met, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, and, and uh, had their first date the night of that birthday party slash triple songwriter round <laughs> at Tipsy's, and they ended up getting married all because of us. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, there was more to it than yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there was. If they're, if they're banking <laughs> on us, they ain't banking on much. <clears throat> We've had some good times though. Oh yeah. Uh, I guess my first collection of you was uh, your first collection of you. Well, it wasn't a recollection because uh, a recollection is a remembrance. Yeah. But my first collection, first collection, <laughs> would have been Soul Gravy. Mm-hmm. That was a duo. Well, you might not remember me from from this point, but my first memory of you. Well, I was with um, Honey Blue. You were with yeah, Honey Blue. Yeah, I, okay. I, I played bass with them for a while. Oh, um, and I want to say that we played. Yeah, definitely. I believe it Grand was Grand Parsons. Well, I know we yeah. played Grand Parsons, but I think and we also played the first swamp, the first Swamp Town mm-hmm. get down. I, it was one of them. Y'all, y'all had two stages. There was a small little stage to the side, mm-hmm. and that's what we played on. That um, would have been Grand Parsons. Okay, most likely because <clears throat> with Swamp Town. We uh, 
got we didn't use the side stage with yeah. Swamp Town. Uh, I was looking back at at the uh, Swamp Town flyers today just to get an idea of how many Bonnie Blue had played when y'all started. And y'all started in, in 2016. Playing there. Yeah, playing the Swamp Towns. But 2014, there was a uh, Soul Gravy mm-hmm. showing. Yep. And uh, prior to that, I, I did see Honey Blue yeah. on, on one <laughs> of those flyers. Yeah. Was that prior to that or after that? It might have been after. Soul Gravy was before. <clears throat> I was with Honey Blue before Soul Gravy. But Really? Honey Blue kept on going uh, mm. for a good while. Okay. And that um, was Mark I, Andrus. I think what? like maybe three or four more years. Yeah, it was Mark Andrus, Jared Kuykendall, and um, Ashley Henry. Um, and I, I played bass, and then I think there's a girl in that band. Yeah, that was Ashley, Ashley Henry. Yeah. Ashley. Okay. <clears throat> it was a great Washboard. band. Jared, Jared's a, a wonderful songwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I enjoyed playing with those guys. And of course, I, I love all of them anyway. I've known Mark for years and years and been playing, you know, music with him mm-hmm. before I've, you know, before I knew y'all for sure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, that was, a, that was a great band. Yeah, my, my memory uh, of seeing you outside of the festivals was stopping in at Bubba Garcia's one evening over in St. Simons and there you and Jennifer was her name Jessica Jessica was on the porch out outside of Bubba Garcia's and y'all were killing it with she was on keyboards and you were on bass guitar. or guitar. Yeah, guitar okay did you ever play bass with Soul Gravy no, no, I, I played guitar and sang with them the whole time. Now, was that more than the duo? What's that now? Soul Gravy. Was it ever more than just Yeah, duo? yeah, yeah. We had a full band. We had yeah. uh, Cliff Bragdon played bass with us mm-hmm. and uh, Scott Bachman. Dan Vashaw was the first bass player mm-hmm. with us. Um, we started traveling a little bit, and he, he didn't want to get into all that, so we got Cliff to play with us. Well, the the thing that I call in Soul Gravy, that duet that I saw that night, was that even Soul Gravy or was that called something else? If, if, if you've got a band and they want to hire a duo, call that Soul Gravy duo or whatever. <laughs> yeah. If they want to hire a trio. I thought it was. Yeah. That's, thought that's was, Soul Gravy for I thought night. it was Soul We've Gravy. All done that. Or at least in those small places. But yeah. y'all were playing. What caught my ear that night was y'all were playing a song from Paul McCartney's Wings uh, band on the Run album called 1999. Oh, wow. 19, uh, it was 19. Was it 99 or? No, I think it's 1985. Is what 1985. It was yeah. <laughs> well, I know that song. One, one of those, <laughs> back in the 1900s, you know. <laughs> yeah, one of them years in 19, the late 1900s. <laughs> 1985, you're right. You're right. But I'm pretty yeah. sure on the album, that's the song. That at, at the end of that song, it goes right into Band on the Run. Yeah, it does. Uh, the reprise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I love that <laughs> song. I haven't haven't done it since Soul Gravy. I'll yeah. have to bring it back one day. <laughs> I think Ashton used to do that one when he was with us. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's kind of a tough song. Woo, <laughs> Ain't that it? Woo, That's, uh, <laughs> That's it. 
Um, what happened to you? Jennifer moved to Colorado or something? Jessica, yes, Jessica, yes, yeah. Colorado. And Jessica. I'm <laughs> apologize if you're watching this, honey. <laughs> I did get where you moved, right? Though, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she's yeah. out there. She's got a band called Jubilingo. Really, that's that's really good. Um, and yeah, she, she's doing great out there. And Bonnie Blue goes out there to play. Or yeah, used we've to. we've been out there. I guess six times now. We've done five tours, and we we flew out there just for a, a one off show back in April of I guess twenty twenty. So, I know twenty twenty one. You got a big following out there. Is yeah, that, we, we always do good. And, you know, but yeah. it's the same. You know, if you go somewhere, but you keep going back, uh, it gets better every time. You give away some free stuff. You know, build build a yeah, following. Yeah, you build a following in this. Um, yeah, we, we've always done really well out there. So, and we enjoy it. You know, it's a change of pace. It, it seems, uh, you know, that time of the year we always go at the end of the summer. Yeah, uh, which is kind of out of season for what's good time out there you know but it seems like all the florida bands are trying to get the hell out of florida get, get out of that heat you know yeah but uh yeah. but it never fails every every year right about that time <laughs> <laughs> summer tour let's go guys <laughs> go up north but um <laughs> but yeah yeah we we love it out there yeah you're uh friends with vic waters over oh, yeah. from over in your parts how long have you known him? And uh, all my life. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All my life. Vic is an amazing songwriter. Has written a many good songs like Cooter Brown and Fishing Naked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vic, uh, folks, uh, you write a book on Vic. Now, Vic is not only a songwriter; he's an author too. And uh, he was a uh, big force in in uh, music in the uh, in the '60s. He had his own show band that traveled the country, and uh, he was, I guess, lead singer. Oh yeah, yeah in that show band, yeah. and uh, uh, opened for James Brown or toured on the same bill mm -hmm. with uh, did many shows with James Brown. I mean, this guy's. Uh, He's he's uh, he's a legend. He is very legendary <laughs> uh, over there in McIntosh County, and he grew up over there too. Uh, <clears throat> he's kind of like a Will Rogers kind of a figure. Just uh, he's a trip. There's never a dull moment. Got a lot <laughs> of stories. To yeah, tell. he's got a deep well, man. He's mm. he's uh, so much history, mm. and uh, he knows all of it. Mm -hmm. You know. But. We'd love to get him on this podcast, but you can't get him out of his house. Hardly, yeah. <laughs> you might have to come over to Belleville and make that happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> might have to make a trip. <laughs> we can do it. So, how was was his? I've talked to you about this before many a time, but uh, his influence on you was pretty strong. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah back, uh, I don't know, but you know my my namesake and my uncle. Uh, Will, I never met him, but him and Vic used to play music back in the, uh, the uh -huh. 70s. And um, and that's a, a, really a lot of the reason why I play music, uh, yeah. knowing about my uncle and just, you know, wanting to play guitar like he did, this yeah. and that. And, uh, <clears throat> and then so I, I kind of gravitated towards Vic. 
at a young age. And back then he'd be playing at the Saplo station out there in Yolonia quite a bit. And that's just a small little box. Uh, the smoking section was just as big as this room we're in right now, you know? <laughs> and, um, but is that a, what is that a restaurant or a club? Yeah, it, it was. It's recently closed down, but it's throughout the years. It's always been a bar, seafood restaurant, okay. steak place. Uh, but they've had live music. Um, mm -hmm. But back then, <clears throat> it was it was good bit rougher than it is it has been these days, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, but my mom would call out there. Vic would be playing and say, "All right, we're gonna bring Will out there to watch him." And they'd put me in the very back corner, close to the back door, just in case something bad happened or something broke out. Know, um, and I, I don't push you right out the door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I'd go in there and just watch Vic, just in uh, in his element, you know, up there, uh, just bullshit, bullshit with the crowd Bullshitting. mainly. But yeah, I mean, you know, just that, playing solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The songs were always great, but just the interaction between <laughs> oh, him and whatever was going just, on. Just that time that me, you, and Crawford Perkins and Vic did a song or so, singer songwriter night mm. at Tipsy's. Like that was my first experience with Vic. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I, I knew him or whatever, but I didn't, you know, hadn't seen him perform or anything. And just, just that thing, he just took over the crowd, like with his stories and jokes and <laughs> I was like, man, this guy, he's got it going on. Well, and you know, after a certain period, I'd watch him all the time. He played the blessing of the fleet every year down in Darien. And, um, I forget how old I was. I was in the seventh grade, but he showed up to my house and he and my uncle wrote a song, uh, together. And this is before they had ever, he, Vic ever recorded the song. So I didn't really know what the song sounded like, but he showed up and said, all right, here's the song. You got two weeks. Figure it out. Here's the chords. Uh, you can come up and sing it. Oh, so <clears throat> I said, all right, here we go. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and I, I did it that first year. I think the first year I chickened out and I, I asked him if he would sing it with me. You know, yeah. I'd never I'd never even thought about singing yeah. before, but uh, did that. And then I think by when I was in eighth grade the next year, I showed up and I had that song and about two or three others. I was ready to go, you know, mm -hmm. but, uh, but that's, that's what really lit the fire under me and, you know, him and his two sons, Mason and Shad, you know, they, they had to have just been like, Oh my God, here comes the kid again, you know? <laughs> uh, but they, they've just been so gracious and, you know, kind of mentoring me right along and, and I'm, I'm still close with all of them and love them dearly. Yeah. I know Mason, <clears throat> He's he's pretty cool. Oh yeah. So uh, that was your uh, pretty much your introduction to a stage. Was that that yeah, time where, where Vic said for, kind of forced you to? Yes, sir. I'm glad he did. <laughs> and were you playing the guitar at that point? Yeah, I had been playing the guitar for probably four or five years already at that point. Okay. Uh, so you were you and this is, a, is something that always fascinates me because. I learned the guitar. Uh, I was already about 18 uh, when I picked it up for the first time. And I never could get past the hump of Lee guitar. Well, how do you do that, you know? Uh, but yet other people around me, like the Tony Cason's, Bill Smith's, <laughs> and people like that, yeah. 
they picked it up at a younger age and they moved straight into mm-hmm. lead guitar work and stuff. Where, how, how, what was your experience there? Oh, man. Were you like that? No, my <laughs> my uncle, uh, my other uncle, Frank, he just he saw I had a little interesting guitar and he just got some little kind of like stick it notes and wrote the chords down. Uh-huh. Uh, or at least as many as he could remember. I don't think he had played in a long time mm-hmm. at that point, but, and then he gave it to me and I had this old guitar that we got out of the Sears magazine mm-hmm. and it was a Elvis Presley edition. Uh, I don't even <laughs> know what kind of silver tone. No, I think no? it might've been an Epiphone. It said okay. Epiphone on it, but okay. it was probably the shittiest Epiphone you could possibly get. <laughs> uh, I mean, that thing, that thing was like shooting off a rusty old shotgun. It was, the action was so high. Oh Lord. Um, but it had a, it had a little squiggly line down there that said Elvis Presley, you know. So I, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Uh-huh. But um, so I, I got that thing, and um, you know, I just sat around, and I really didn't have any kind of like no lessons or no. There was no YouTube back then. There's mm-hmm. no really internet at that point that mm-hmm. was like had a big database for yeah. playing guitar. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I was looking at Mel Bay books and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and just the trying old to way. trying to piece stuff together. Um, and we used to go out to uh, Honey Creek for church camp every year, and then we get these little uh, homemade ring binder books with a little uh, plastic binder, yeah, with like a yeah. hundred teeth on it, uh-huh. and they'd have songs with the chords written above them. Some mm-hmm. of them be, I'm an Episcopalian, so some of them would be church songs, and some of them would be the Eagles. Oh, or okay. you know, Creedence Clearwater Revival, and I, so I—that's I, my first memory of actually like starting to play along with songs and trying to like, you know, get the you know get the words and all that stuff, yeah. or playing it through my head, I guess. Um, and then I don't know, yeah, I just after that, you know, all that kind of intermingled with when me and Vic started yeah. messing around and. Where'd you first start playing lead though? Where where'd that come from? Was that I, just an understanding that you had in your bedroom one night? No, I that had it a, just opened up to you. I had a um, or did you have somebody coaching you? I, I was in a Christian rock band. And this was all the cool kids that are about two or three years older than I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I you know, was hanging out with these guys and they all joined this Christian rock band. Um and it was led led by a fellow that was a good bit older than us. He'd been playing rock and roll for years and, and had a, a songbook that big, you know. Um, so that part was easy. He just needed somebody to play with him. Um, mm. And he kind of took us under his wing, you know, and just uh, really kind of showed us, you know, a little bit about dynamics and a little bit about how songs go together. Mm. Um, and... Uh, so, so he he taught me the pentatonic scale, mm-hmm. and that's where that started. He, he didn't he just showed it to me and then said, "All right, go out, you know, go do it." Mm-hmm. And uh, I, at that point, I'd been listening to enough Leonard Skinner and Allman Brothers that you know you can kind of hear it. it started making sense. sense. Yeah, it started yeah. making sense. Um, okay, but it's you know, and then everything else is just kind of piece stuff together from people I play with. You know, that's half the reason I love playing with different people when I get the opportunity to, cause you just hope, hope something's going to rub off on you. Yeah. It always <laughs> happens. 
That's the thing about it. it <clears throat> you can always learn something from somebody. Oh, yeah. Don't matter if they're ahead of you or behind you. <laughs> you can pick up something from somebody. That's how we always. Sometimes you pick up stuff you don't need to be doing. Every time you're, you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you're doing. For every over one there. good habit, you can pick up two yeah. bad habits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pentatonic. Is that the the blues scale? Yeah. And then, yeah, it's a five note. And you can and you can move it. You can move it to play major, and play in that same pattern. Mm-hmm. Like a what's it called? Well, you, you is just like every scale, you got a major and a minor version of it. But with that, it's really placement. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. but but you know, what I'm saying like I, I can't remember. I'm not a lead guy like you are, but I think you like if you're playing a minor, you're starting on the A. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to play an A major, you can play that oh, same relative pentatonic minor. Relative, relative minor, yeah, relative in minor. F sharp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if you play an A minor. You're playing A minor, but you're also playing C major. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and right, right on down the line. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't get much into that, although uh, probably seventy-seven or seventy-eight. It was I met this guy in Valdosta that this guitar player that uh, got me started on the scales, and I could play a major and a minor scale and I I would call myself rehearsing, practicing those scales <laughs> in the motel room every day. And I don't know if that helped me worth a damn or not. Probably, <laughs> uh, evidently I, not. The, the lead never I can play, you know, like you can play lead uh, I can a play lot like, better than I can. I've heard I've heard Sean get down. Uh, yeah. I can play very simple lead. But uh, Yeah, but there's there's a notion behind what you're doing and you understand that notion. I can't <laughs> see the damn I don't know if I, I understand can't get that, over to fuck uh, I can't get over to the f- 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 spit it out i can't get over the wall (laughs) i can't either i I don't have any speed like one thing i had when i was starting out playing was i had long ass fingers and all well i mean you know they kind of fattened up but (laughs) when i was a little skinny kid that was just like spider fingers is what they were some of my buddies would call me but uh there's old spider fingers. Watch him now. Watch him now. I get it. But anyway, but they would like be blistering these leads, you know. Uh, and I would like come up with these crazy chords that they couldn't do or couldn't reach. Or whatever. You that was, show them. It's like, what? Well, I bet you can't do this. Yeah. Well, uh, talking about band nicknames, I never knew that you were spider fingers. No, I, that wasn't true. Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Wasn't true. Did you have a nickname back in those days? Nobody ever come up with a nickname for me. I've been, I've been waiting all these years. Well, they, they call me Scene because my name is S E A N. We'll work on um, that. And I'm like, that sucks. Y'all, y'all start calling me Shredder. Sean. Shredder. <laughs> yeah, just call me Shredder or Spike or something. Spider. Mine was Coma off the fingers. In, the, in the band days. Coma because coma. I could sleep anywhere. No problem. They they were setting off firecrackers around my ass one night in the King of the Road King motel. King of the Road. And, uh, <laughs> and I slept right through it. 
But your nickname has often been called the Hammer. Is that a, a kind of like Thor? I have no idea. The George Hammer. I, yeah, or, I, I've uh, heard it. Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. It might be a trade off on Led Zeppelin. Aren't you the Georgia Hammer there? Yeah, that's that's what they, that's what they, <laughs> that's the thing. What's the story behind that? Nails. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really don't. I only yeah. have an answer. Just for that sounds question, good. To be honest with you, that's a good nickname. We <laughs> call well, the hammer. Uh, like, axe. That's what guitars are called. They're called axes. But uh, I'm your sure that case, goes ever good with the ladies. I'm the Georgia Hammer. <laughs> when I was growing up, my name was Willis, and my nickname is Will. So, you know, that's, that's, that's about as far as I go. You know, they made Willis shorter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it could be that Janela. Uh, <laughs> there was this guy <laughs> back in 76 we was playing Panama City Beach the Sheraton on the beach and there was this businessman down there <laughs> in a blue double knit le leisure suit uh, this was 76 this, you have to bend there <laughs> double knit was the fabric that they made everything out of it was like real thick well, it wasn't thick pad. at all it was cool it was, it was thin it was gauzy yeah, uh, double knit. That was the the rage, and they 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 made these leisure suits, which was matching colors. It was like a suit, you know. Yeah. But I it was look. made out of this real thin casual material, you know. And they'd bunch of pockets. Off, yeah, yeah. With flaps. And, I know and, what leisure suits. And they are. would often wear <laughs> a white belt and white shoes to top the outfit off. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was this guy that we met there. He's a businessman called, oh, what was that boy's man's name? Oh, man, he was from Naylor, Georgia. <laughs> Everett. His name was Everett. And he's from Naylor, Georgia. And I swear to God, every time Shout we'd out to come, Everett. every time we'd go, he'd he'd walk up to the band. He got to befriend the band, you know. He'd he'd be sitting there sipping on a snake bite or something. And uh, he'd walk up to We'd get talk, talking invariably about girls, you know, and, and he'd say, did you nail her? Did you nail her? <laughs> <laughs> we saw, yeah, that's Everett from Naylor, and his, his, yeah. his saying was that, you know, so it was like easy to remember. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Nicknames. Yeah. Nicknames and bands. So you're gonna come, we're gonna take a break and you're gonna come back and play us some tunes. Sure. Heck yeah. That sounds good. Let's we'll be right back. Let's do it. With Will Gold. Willis <laughs> is the illest. <laughs> Something in my brain won't let me stray. Something in my veins gonna find its way. Something in the water taught me how to pray. Well, we're back now, folks, on Something in the Water with our guest, Will Gore, from McIntosh County, lead guitar player for Bonnie Blue. You've written some songs lately. Yeah, I've, so. I've got a couple. Um, Bonnie Blue's going back in the studio in February, and yeah. we're supposed to go in the studio in May of 2020, 
and like many things in 2020, that didn't happen. So, right. uh, but yeah, I've, I've got a few songs uh, that we're getting getting ready for that. Cool. So let's hear it. This is one. It's called "Do You Remember," and I actually wrote this out on the shrimp boat uh, <laughs> when I was working at the be- at the beginning of the pandemic. So cool. This- Come on. 
mean to me I don't know where I'd go, baby I don't know where I would be Oh, without your love And I'd be too blind to see That's when the you gotta get get the horns in there. And, you know, <laughs> James Brown time. You gotta get it moving a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of black influence there. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get it moving. Mm-hmm. All right, this is this is another one. Um, this is a breakthrough, and this I, I kind of got the inspiration from this uh, good buddy of mine, Chad Deal. Y'all, y'all know Chad, yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, he had kind of spit some lyrics out to me one night. It was actually at Swamp Town Get Down a couple years ago. And I was like, man, that's, that sounds pretty cool, you know? So we kind of went back and forth with this and that, and I, I turned it into what this is. So it's cool. It's breakthrough. <laughs> All right. It's called Breakthrough? Breakthrough, yeah. Yeah.
like that. All right. <laughs> yeah. You remember what was the line that he that prompted you to go with it, that Chad came up with? You got to break through. Got to break through. <laughs> yeah. That was great, man. And we went back and forth on it for a, a good yeah, while. Yeah, I love that. Up. About swinging the hammer and uh, and all that. That's Georgia, Georgia hammer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Whew. Got the heater turned on in and out. <laughs> well, we're going to try uh, a third song here. Uh, this is something that we kind of played around with during the break. I'm trying to uh, remember if I remember what the hell we was just doing. Yeah, it was. Uh, you came up with a with a with a great uh, chord progression there. Started in A, went to D, C. Yeah, I remember the chords. I'm just okay. I remember the feel. Straight up, straight up. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Well, it's kind of it? like this, folks. Uh, we uh, this song. Uh, that uh, me and Sean and uh, my son Connor wrote uh, back in July of uh, 2020, right smack dab in the middle of the shutdown of the pandemic. <laughs> uh, what uh, what inspired me was I had just binge watched a bunch of movies on one of them, uh, probably Showtime or something, and uh, and I had watched uh, Mary Magdalene. It was a biblical movie. And in this movie, um, Jesus was portrayed by the great actor Joaquin Phoenix. And, uh, of course, you know, Joaquin uh, did uh, Johnny Cash and walked the line. And so I got to thinking about it. He likes to do roles uh, with people named Jay. That Joker. start with <laughs> J. Yeah. Jesus, Joker. And, uh, that's, so, that's a new yeah. Joaquin conspiracy. Joaquin. <laughs> His <laughs> name is, is Joaquin with a J. Yeah. He played uh, Julius Caesar. Uh, he played Julius Caesar in in, uh, in a movie. He played Johnny Cash and Walt the Lad. And then I saw him play Jesus and Mary Magdalene. And then, damn, if uh, just recently I, I watched the Joker from 2019. So there's another J role. And uh, jelly roll, you like that J roll, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so so we thought we'd try this little uh, song that we wrote called Watch Out, Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> With Winona, drinking in Valona, you could say I had my cake and eat it too. Went to Phoenix, Arizona, running from Corona, masked up on isolation, never knew. I took a button of peyote, slept with a coyote, watched the world go slipping off around me. Consorted with Diablo Until the Zuni Pueblo Came looking for me Till they finally found me Watch out Walking Phoenix, Joker, Johnny Cash And Jesus I can walk the line and walk on water too You can't get nothing past me I'll tell you if you ask me When you hear me I'll be laughing right on cue <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. 
see me Then you know it must be true Angel grieving as I listen to the high and lonesome sound. Well, I hustle, every hustle, and backed it up with muscle. I'm the good, the bad, the ugly, so it seems. I'm the master of disaster, ain't nobody faster until it comes to every woman's dream. So watch out, walking Phoenix, Joker, Johnny Cash, and Jesus. I can walk the line, walk the water too Can't get nothing past me, I'll tell you if you ask me When you hear me, I'll be laughing right on cue Yeah. That's a little vamped up version from, from what we did in 2020. Folks, that was the first time we ever did that. Yeah. But that's album material there. <laughs> well, it's time for that tale of the week now. Nah. Now listen now. Yeah. 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 And uh we get it, Dave. You wrote a book. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> all right. Is this part of it? Did I come all this way? As a local outdoor music festival promoters, I've seen a few things over the years. From males and females wishing to pay homage to Ray Stevens' legendary 1974 nudity Diddy the Streak. From gracious celebrities who gave magical musical performances to former stars who snubbed their fans and insulted sound crews with rude rhetoric. <laughs> you got that? <laughs> From storms that came up out of nowhere to inclement weather that mysteriously gave way to beautiful skies. One thing I have learned is that you can't control the human condition or Mother Nature. They can both be problematic. But in the end, most humans will comply in the face of reason, and storms will pass, leaving behind heroes, hugs, and harmony. 
On April 24th, 2015, music lovers attending the fifth annual Swamp Town Get Down Music and Arts Festival were blown away by the legendary late great Colonel Bruce Hampton and the Madrid Express. When Saturday evening rolled around, Zach Deputy, a one-man band of mythical proportions, had just played his second number when the rains came. And when I say rains, rains I mean slashing (laughs) monsoon-like liquid moisture. I was at my usual location next to the red caboose and underneath the big prime south bank tent, securely staked to the fairground floor along with festival staffer Jim Halasa and an old Nashville music buddy Dave Burns along with Swamp Town attendees Con and Trudy Cole. We all watched the scary sequence of events unfold. The rain was blowing hard from the south, past the stage and into the faces of the festival audience. Then, in a split second of muted hush, the wind stopped, changed direction, and hurled an onslaught of destruction from the northwest corner, toppling end over end Eden's Rose one of the healthiest Grateful Dead vendor tents ever erected at a festival until it was a mass of twisted iron and canvas a few (laughs) feet in front of the stage. I watched the little $50 canopy belonging to food vendor panic-stricken chicken shack sail 30 feet upward, landing at the top of the power pole located behind the Exchange Club building were they panic-stricken? <laughs> they were after that. <laughs> Detonating the transformer with a huge fireball explosion and electrical sparks. Boom! Out went the lights. People went screaming off in all directions as the stout metal legs on the tent covering me and my friends jumped off their stakes and started flapping around in the wind like one of those blow-up characters on a used car lot. Jim Halasa and Dave Burns both caught the force of wind-driven metal tent pole on their heads. I was very delicate and managed to duck out of the way. As I pushed the cold couple and the wounded toward the safety of the red caboose, all of this happened in mere matter of seconds, and the worst of it was over. I emerged from the caboose and started searching for casualties. As a promoter, I would think that death at your music festival would be a serious public relations matter. Thank God no bodies were seriously harmed, save for Dave Burns, who hasn't been back any time lately, although the pop-ups, awnings, and canopies littered the ground like broken warriors after a hard-fought battle. The only other casualty was the windshield of Ty Manning's vehicle, which was parked below the transformer pole caught a pop-up leg straight through the glass. Swamp Town Get Down ended with a bang that year. The power outage cut short the rest of the music. But those that weathered the storm gathered together around a big fire in the campground, playing acoustic guitars and harmonicas and channeling peace, love, and harmony, thankful that everyone was okay. In the six successive years since that climactic event, Bonnie Blue has been a part of each and every Swamp Town Get Down Music and Arts Festival. And miraculously enough, we've had no major meteorological mishaps. Thanks. (laughs) I owe that to Bonnie Blue, I think. (laughs) As for future festivals, 
I hope they're blowouts. Well, let me just say, everyone's invited, and I hope you all come, but please wear your clothes and leave your storms at home. <laughs> There's been a lot of clothless. <laughs> there has been some naked folks at the festival. People get wild at night. You know? It happens here and there. Sometimes. Sometimes you just got to drag you just, ass through the you grass. You just got to. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> You got an itch, you can't scratch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, buddy, where are you? Uh, where's Bonnie Blue at uh, next? Well, Man. let's see. Oh, hold on a second. This one, uh, this episode should be. You got the the sheet up there. It's out of view. Sheet uh, out of view. Well, no, okay. This is this this will be coming out March fifteenth. So. Based on that, <laughs> well, I mean, Day. to be honest, That's I right. mean, we're um, things are kind of few and far between uh, going into 2022 mm-hmm. uh, just because we're going back in the studio to put our album out in February. And that's really our main focus right now. Awesome. Um, I know we're going to be at the Underbelly in Jacksonville um, January the 27th with Funk You. Yeah. Awesome funk band out of Augusta, Georgia. Oh yeah, um, familiar. And we 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 did a show with them in Savannah uh, back about two months ago, and their tour is going to be coming through um, in February or excuse me, January. Yeah. So we've got that. Um, we've got Swamp Town Get Down, and I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure some things will be filling in. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. In between now and then, but we're gonna we're gonna make make a point to keep everything kind of you know focused on the album until we get through right. that where are y'all uh recording it we're recording up with jay rogers up in athens that's what i was about oh, to right. say uh harvest moon full or moon full, full moon. moon full moon studios full moon studios but uh, yeah, yeah we're looking forward to that that's I'm, awesome it's a long time coming can't mm-hmm. wait to hear it <laughs> well we appreciate you being on and sharing your talent and your stories with us well i appreciate y'all having me as always man i, yeah. I, I love spending time with y'all Yes, sir. We look forward to having you back too. And uh, folks, as as he said, uh, this this episode uh, uh, preceded the twelfth annual Swamp Town Get Down Music and Arts Festival by about three days. So you just missed it if you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, if you didn't miss it, we appreciate you coming and uh, look forward to having you back next year. As far as something in the water podcast. I'm Uncle Dave Griffin. I'm Sean Clark. And we'll see you next time. Hey.